Hello and happy Tuesday. It's your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. It is World Series time in baseball. We've got the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Asterix taking on the World Series that starts later this week. Going to be breaking that down, giving my predictions for the World Series. Also talking some NBA and relive the past weekend in the NFL and college football. Got a great episode for you guys. We're live from the Hefner Eye Care Studio. Hefner Eye Care, located on 5757 Northwest, 132nd Street in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. If if you need contact glasses, sunglasses, just that routine eye exam with the best care, best physician, best uh, optometrist, and the best products, go check out Hefner Eye Care. Schedule your exam today at 405-728-8853. That's 405-728-8853. Tell them Burgers and Brats sent you. Uh, great company, great products. Go get those new style uh, for the winter. Go get your eyes checked. I know you don't go every once every year, but go get them checked. It's super important. Your eyes are super important to you. So, got a lot to break down for you guys. First, make sure you follow on any platform, any social media or streaming platform at Burgers and Brats, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, uh, Spotify, Tune, or, uh, Amazon Music, anywhere you get your music or podcast at Burgers and Brats and stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. So we have finally reached the World Series and man, did we not expect one of these teams to make it. The six-seed Philadelphia Phillies are back. First time since 2009 to make the World Series. They face the number one seed, Houston Astros. Um, Phillies won their NLCS in five games uh, over the San Diego Padres, and then the Houston Astros got the sweep over the Bronx Bombers. I mean, these two teams are pretty pretty contrasting um, over this season. The Astros, uh, you had 106 wins. Uh, I mean, they've topped 100 wins four times in the last six years, and I believe this is their fourth Fourth time making the World Series out of the last six years. Phillies' first time in over a decade. Phillies only had 87 wins this season. So not even 90 wins for a baseball team. They make it to the World Series. Uh, the biggest difference of wins that have happened in the World Series came in 1906 when the 116-win Cubs faced the 93-win uh, White Sox. So... The record that record was twenty three games. This difference is nineteen games, so pretty close there. Oh, and by the way, the White Sox won. So, underdog story right there. The Phillies hadn't even been to the playoffs since two thousand eleven. Like I mentioned, the Astros have been to the World Series for the last six years. So that is a big difference uh, there. Um, <coughs> so, Astros. I mean, both teams have been pretty good in the playoffs so far. Astros have literally been perfect, 7-0, and sweeping both their series. Uh, first one against the Mariners, second one against the Yankees. Phillies, though, only 9-2 and this postseason, um, and they haven't trailed in the three series and haven't faced elimination at all, and they were the underdog uh, in all the series. You have the Cardinals and then the Padres. <coughs> so, I mean, uh, pretty... 
pretty good teams that are uh, making it to the World Series. Um, Astros, though, have been doing this without their best players. I'm just hitting... Just, I mean, Altuve was, what, over 16 to start the playoffs, and then he went 2 for 20-ish. Or, actually, Altuve started 0 for 25. Yeah, Altuve started 0 for 25 in the playoffs. Um, he's one of the most decorated hitters in the postseason. Uh, Altuve, though, got two hits in game four in the ALCS. Bregman uh, got his home run. Jordan Alvarez had those uh Two uh, walk-off winners and then some other big hits in the ALCS. Phillies, though, they're pretty guy. They got some hitters. You ever heard of this guy named Bryce Harper? Yeah, Kyle Schwarber. So um, this this team of Phillies, they they know how to hit. Uh, they know how to get the power. I mean, we saw with, with the home runs to get in there from Bryce Harper. Um, he's the hottest hitter right now. Uh, through the 11 playoff games, he's hitting 419, 440, or 444, and 907 with six doubles, five home runs, 11 RBIs, and 10 runs. This man is on a whole nother planet right now. Now, on the pitching side, uh, the Astros, uh, they definitely have this. I mean, we saw it. They literally were not giving up runs to the Yankees. Uh, that's how they were getting wins. So this Astros uh, bullpen is definitely in the, in, in the, in the good right now. Uh, in 33 innings of release work for the Astros, they have a .82 bullpen ERA and a .73 whip. Pretty remarkable. Um, the Phillies, they have a, they have a 3.19 ERA and a 1.11 whip in the playoffs from their relievers. So this, this group has a much higher chance of blowing a lead, uh, blowing a game than the Astros. Um, in terms of defensive efficiency, uh, which is, I mean, super easy. Uh, the Phillies ranked 24th this season. It's not good. That's not good on defense. The Astros, third. So that is a huge, huge difference. Defense wins championships. I mean, obviously it's a little, uh, you can't really say that for baseball. I mean, you can't, if you include pitching, yes. But, um, yeah, that is a extreme statistical difference between the defenses there. Um, the, I, the, this is, and uh, lastly, this is the first ever World Series matchup between uh, the Phillies and Astros. Um, Astros just really switched over to the American League in 2013. And, well, I mean, the Phillies, they, as I mentioned, they hadn't even made the playoffs since 2011. So, um, and also the previous years, uh, last year, the Braves-Astros, first time ever. The year before, Dodgers-Rays, first time ever. And then the year before that, Nationals Astros never happened. Uh, so, 2017, first time also with Astros Dodgers, and a first time in 2016 with Cubs and Cleveland. So, we are getting some good baseball teams or some fun matchups that we've never seen in the World Series, and that's what it's all about. These underdog teams or these teams we've just never seen making it this far, and <clears throat> that's what baseball is all about now. Uh, these underdog teams. Teams you wouldn't expect to make the uh, postseason. I mean, we never expected the Phillies to make it, but they made it, and then Padres uh, close as well. Uh, some other uh, news on the pitching. Verlander, 
0-6 in the World Series. As good as he is, Justin Verlander is 0-6 in World Series games. So, uh, game one, Zach Wheeler versus Justin Verlander in Houston, Friday. Uh, because Justin Verlander is 0-6 in World Series, I'm taking history. I'm going to go Zach Wheeler, uh, Phillies get the dub. They are too hot right now. I think that team is uh, hotter than the sun right now. And then you got Aaron Nola versus uh, Valdez in a game two in Houston. So that game could be a lot closer, but Valdez definitely has the edge there for Houston. So I think this this could be a pretty, uh, I think it could be a split matchup uh, just two games in. I mean, home field advantage definitely for Houston works out in their favor. They play really well at home. Uh, but for my picks for the World Series, I am going to go, well, uh, <laughs> One other, one other uh, statistical uh, fact about this: uh, the Phillies making the World Series. The every time the Philadelphia baseball team wins the World Series, a financial crisis happens. <laughs> so over the last hundred years, uh, Philadelphia wins the World Series. Financial crisis is happening. Nineteen twenty nine, the Athletics they won the World Series, crash. Nineteen eighty, Phillies won the World Series, crash. That's the Philadelphia Atlantic Athletics. 2008, Phillies won the World Series. Crisis. 2022, Phillies are in the World Series. Could it be possible to cause another financial crisis? Who knows? But I'm going Phillies in seven anyways. I'm rooting for the financial crisis over the Houston Asterisks getting another uh, cheating ring. So give me the Philadelphia Phillies in seven over the Houston Astros to take the 2022 World Series Championship. So, um, World Series starts Friday, Minute Maid Park. Uh, should be a fun matchup. I think it can definitely go uh, deep. Many games. I think uh, this will be a split matchup. So, uh, speak. Uh, let's go on to the NBA. NBA season just started, guys. We're like four games in. Can you believe that? It is already NBA season, and there is already trouble in L.A. Lakers. They are winless. Yeah. Lakers are already winless. Uh, <coughs> it does not look good there, guys. Um, Russell uh, Westbrook, somehow, I he's just not the same player that we've seen in recent years. Maybe he's just trying too hard. Maybe the system just doesn't work. But I know Russell Westbrook can ball, and it, it hurts seeing this. Um, yeah, Lakers 0-3 on the year. That, it's a little surprising. Uh, and, I mean, take everything that I say with a grain of salt this early in the season. Jazz, Portland, <laughs> they're 3-0. and Like, the Jazz, they traded everyone away. And they beat the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. This Jazz team... They're cooking right now. Uh, you got Donovan Mitchell, 30-plus points in each of his first few games in Cleveland. He's balling. Philadelphia. Speaking of trouble in L.A., trouble in Philadelphia. The uh, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers are 0-3 as well. Uh, Mavericks, uh, only two games, 1-1. One one. Spurs, Grizzlies, you got 3-1. and one. Uh, Suns, Warriors, Clippers, 2-1. and one. Uh, Nuggets two and one Jazz or Jazz are three and one right now, so they finally had their first loss. And then uh, Eastern Conference, you got the Celtics at three and one, 
76ers uh, just bought a net, struggling as well, 1-2 and two on the year. Uh, Milwaukee, 2-0. and oh. uh, Cavs, 2-1. and one. You got the Hawks, Wizards, and Hornets at 2-1 and one on the year. Magic are the first 0-4 team in the NBA. So we can't really take too much into this, uh, but it is... It's going to be a rough year for, I think, the Lakers if they don't fix this or get some more pieces at the trade deadline. Uh, some good games coming up, though. Uh, tonight, you got Dallas at New Orleans. New Orleans, uh, what, they had a huge, or they had a overtime loss uh, to the Jazz uh, the other day. They beat Brooklyn, uh, first game of the season, by 20-plus. And they get a huge win at the Hornets as well, facing the Mavs. I think the Mavs get that. I think Luka starts uh, cooking. I think he starts cooking. And, um, I mean, he's averaging 33 minutes a game, and he's getting 33 points per game. Eight rebounds already. Um, eight assists. So, I mean, Luka's going to be good this year. Uh, expect high things. Next, you got the Warriors at the Suns also. Uh, Suns opening win against the Mavs, lost against the Trailblazers, win against the Clippers. If they beat this Warriors team, we're going to learn or we're going to see uh, that this team is back. Chris Paul, though, averaging less than 10 points a game, uh, which is just, uh, I think, Father Time is taking its toll on Chris Paul finally. Warriors, you had them beat the Lakers opening night, lose to the Nuggets, uh, just blown out by the storm back, uh, almost made it, or made it a game, and then put up 90 on the Kings in the first half, and then <laughs> somehow only win by five. Uh, give me the Warriors in that game tonight. You got the Lakers versus Denver on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, give me Denver. I don't need to explain that much. You got MPJ, Jamal Murray back, uh, paired with the back-to-back MVP, Nikola Jokic. Lakers just haven't been able to get anything done. Uh, give me Denver at home. And then you got Brooklyn at Milwaukee. It's going to be a good matchup. Uh, I think <laughs> Giannis, is, Giannis is averaging 32.5 points a game. KD just under 30. Giannis is carrying this team, especially in offense and rebounds as well. Is averaging twelve and a half rebounds. Uh, ben Simmons, I think he's fouled out in two of his three games. He's got fourteen points and I believe seventeen fouls or something like that. So uh, hopefully he can start uh, finding his groove in Brooklyn. But give me the Bucks at home, and then uh another game dallas at brooklyn uh thursday night uh nba tv uh give me give me brooklyn at home just kidding give me dallas uh give me luca i don't know what's going on in brooklyn uh, but they gotta figure some stuff out too it's just pairing a matchups just like with uh the lakers uh expect i expect the nets to pick it up a little bit but also think they're going to have a, a pretty pretty tough uh, NBA season uh, just don't know don't know what to make of don't know what to make of that um, <coughs> of that group over there so uh, that's some NBA action just a little bit a few games a big little what's going on in the NBA we'll have more full in-depth uh, conversations about the NBA season once it progresses on uh, get closer to the holidays when we know more about these teams in a week or so so uh, that is 
NBA and some MLB action. That's uh, next. Let's move on to on this day in history. My favorite subject or my favorite whatever. I mean, this is the best um, <coughs> best part about burgers and brats. So, on this day in history, in eighteen eighty one, the gunfight at the OK Corral with the Earp brothers, Wyatt Earp, uh, Billy Clanton, the Cowboys. So. Uh, Gunfight at the OK Corral. Great. Tombstone. My One of my favorite, if not my favorite movie of all time. Just, oh, what a great movie that was. Uh, the Herbs and the OK Corral. Fun. Watch Tombstone. If you haven't watched Tombstone, I'm sorry. But you better go watch that right now. Because that is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, 1978. Uh, it's in that time of the year. Halloween. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's debut film. Uh, is released in theaters. Yeah, so Halloween ends coming out. I mean, just came out. And you have the OG Halloween uh, come out on this day, 1978. Yeah, it's been a while. And then another famous movie, 1984, The Terminator, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, is released in theaters. So some big time movies released uh, this week on this on this week in history. So. Um, some birthdays to give out Pablo Picasso, Katy Perry, and Keith Urban. Some good birthdays out there on this day, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Go get your eyes checked. Go get your sunglasses, glasses. Go check them out. Hefner Eye Care, 5757 Northwest, 132nd Street in Oklahoma City. Tell them Burgers and Brats sent you. Uh, make sure you follow on any. Platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Music, anywhere, Breaker, anywhere you get your podcast at Burgers and Brats. That's Burgers and Persan Brats. And stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. All right, let's move into the NFL, what we learned in the NFL this week. I mean, I mean, what a year in the NFL we are seeing right now. But uh, first, we have that breaking news in the NFL. So, Christian McCaffrey, Panthers, they're blowing it all up. They are trading Christian, or they traded Christian McCaffrey to San Francisco for um, second, third, and fourth round picks in 2023 and a fifth round pick in 2024. Um, they, I mean, that's a lot of hauls for Christian McCaffrey. Um, they got two second round picks, uh, third and fourth round. So uh, no first round picks in this deal. I mean, you get uh, you get a huge haul for Christian McCaffrey, uh, who is a I mean one of the if he would say healthy one of the best uh, running backs you'll ever see. Uh, but his problem is you just can't stay healthy. So they didn't get a first round for him, but they got a lot of picks. And those and in the NFL, anybody can be a just a all pro or or anyone in the lower rounds. You can pick a random dude. He can make he can be one of the greatest of all time. I mean, you saw uh, Tom Brady six round pick. So uh, these picks, yeah, they're they're not first round picks, but a lot of the times you see one random pick they'll at least get one or maybe two guys who can contribute to their team for a few years if not be a really really good asset for them or just turn it into 
uh, trading for another player or more picks. So uh, Christian McCaffrey traded to the San Francisco 49ers before the weekend, and he got to play uh, this week. And it really didn't help because they lost 44-23 to to the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, running the ball-wise, Christian McCaffrey uh, had the most attempts, only eight though, only eight attempts for 38 yards, so just less than five yards in average, had a long of 12, uh, but only eight for uh, that 50. So, I mean, not a great day running the ball. Uh, but, I mean, he really didn't get any attempts, so they really didn't let him go full force in his first game. But uh, that was a surprising trade to me. I guess the Rams, Broncos, and another team were looking for the deal. Uh, but the 49ers just beat out the Rams for Christian McCaffrey. So, this has just been one of the worst years I've ever seen in the NFL. Uh, Brady and the Bucks are washed. Uh, Brady's 3-4 and four on the year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 3-4 and four in the year as well. Uh, they've lost three straight. Tom Brady, though, last, I mean, this week, uh, 290 yards with zero touchdowns, zero inter, uh, interceptions. This season, just under 2,000 yards, eight touchdowns, one interception. So he's not playing awful, but he's not playing to the standard of Tom Brady. And they go and get... Uh, walloped by the by the Carolina Panthers, who we were just talking about, and then you have uh, Green Bay loses to the Commanders, twenty-one to twenty-three, closer game there. But Rodgers, just under two hundred yards, he had two touchdowns on the game. Uh, just this season, only fifteen hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, and three tu- three interceptions. So uh, this Green Bay team is just not looking good, and I mean. Their losses uh, to the Jets and the Giants. I mean, they did beat the Buccaneers uh, 14 to 12 a week uh, three of the season, and then but they lost um, to a contender of the Vikings and Giants. And I mean, this Jets team is five and two, so it's just crazy NFL season. Yeah, the NFC East maybe the best conference or best division in the NFL. You got the NFC South, NFC West. Uh, the AFC South, I mean, they're just awful divisions. The NFC South is awful. That's the worst division in football right now. NFC West, not too far behind, but you have the Seattle Seahawks leading that division. Uh, AFC South, not great. I mean, Tennessee somehow only have two losses, four and two, only two losses, but, uh, they're not great. Um, Las Vegas, or Las uh, Vegas uh, Raiders. Uh, got a win versus the Houston Texans this week. Uh, their offense is clicking. I mean, they're two and four in the year, but thirty-eight points. Uh, this this team has a very easy schedule coming up, so they can make some strides in the AFC uh, West. Chargers. I mean, they just lost to the NFC West uh, leaders, Seattle Seahawks, thirty-seven to twenty-three. Chargers are four and three on the season now. They are not looking well. Uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, his stats, I mean, he had just under 300 yards, two touchdowns. He's got just over 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions. So he's having trouble uh, with the ball. Austin Eckler, he only has 84 attempts, only 380 yards on the season. But they are killing it in the passing game with him. He is their leading receiver (coughs) 
on the year as well. So uh, this Chargers team, I mean, they got a winning record right now, but they've got a lot to they've got a lot to fix. Giants six and one, uh, twenty three and seventeen win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, easy win there. But who thought the football Giants would be twenty would be six and one at this season? Joe Burrow, uh, they are back on track, four and three on the year. Uh, Burrow had three hundred fifty yards in the first half, five hundred yards total in the game, four touchdowns and a win over the Atlanta Falcons this week. Chiefs put up 44 points on the NFL best defense, the 49ers. Uh, they're back. Uh, lost to the Bills? I don't think so. Uh, they look phenomenal. Baltimore uh, got a huge win in Cleveland. They're now 4-3 and three on the year. Uh, Lamar Jackson, only 120 yards on the day. Um, his season... Only 1,300 yards passing, 13 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. If they want to win uh, more games, he's got to not turn over the ball because, I mean, they got lucky beating this Cleveland team. I know a few missed penalties there. Um, My Denver Broncos, uh, fire Nathaniel Hackett. He is awful. Uh, they lose 16-9 to the New York Jets. Yeah, the Jets are 5-2, and two, but I don't care. You don't lose to the Jets. Um, Denver, not looking good. Uh, Hackett is just... Maybe one of the worst hires we've ever seen in the NFL, especially one of the worst for the Denver Broncos. I mean, even worse than Josh McDaniels. Like, come on. Or Vic Bangio. Or Vance Joseph. I mean, there's so many bad coaching decisions, coaching hires for the Broncos in the last decade. So um, it's, just, it's just awful to watch. I mean, Russell Wilson didn't play, but uh, it's just awful play calling there. Nathaniel Hackett, if he doesn't, if he doesn't finish this season, he's got to have a winning record to keep his job. I don't care. If he doesn't have a winning record, I want him gone. I want him gone anyways. But if he can someone pull a winning record out of this, that's fine. Um, but otherwise, get him out of here. And then you got the Dallas Cowboys 5-2. and two. Dak Prescott is back. 24-6 win over the Detroit Lions. Uh, Dak, 19-25, 207 yards, one touchdown. So... Not a great game. Uh, pretty decent, though, for your first game back. So that's some NFL news, what just happened this past weekend in the NFL. Um, let's move on to... Uh, or let's Let me give you my Week 8 rankings. So coming into this uh, next week, my, these are my NFL rankings for uh, top five teams. That This list is crazy because there are really only three teams... Maybe four. Um, right now, though, uh, five. I have two teams. I've got. I got the. Oh, this one's tough. But probably go Vikings and Giants at five right there. Uh, those those two teams are pretty tight. I mean, Vikings just bye week right now. Five and one though. Giants six and one. So uh, these two teams are playing great football. Four. Uh, it, Cowboys, but I mean, any four and five. Uh, these those three teams. I know I only said two numbers, but those three teams are just interchangeable right there. Um, so Giants at or the Cowboys at four, uh, especially with Dak Prescott back. And then there's just a steep, steep hill to climb for those teams to get up to the, where these three teams are. Number three, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. 
uh, coming in at number three, having undefeated on the year. They just had a bye week, so we'll see how they play after the bye, see if that um, slows them down a little bit. And then number two, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs, just a huge win over a great defense, uh, Pat Mahomes. Uh, these Chiefs are pretty dang good, but they weren't good enough to beat the Buffalo Bills. So give me the Bills at number one coming out. They have their bye week this week, so they didn't get to play. But uh, Bills at number one, obviously, if you beat uh, the Chiefs. So only one loss on the year. Uh, so that is my NFL recap and my rankings heading into the next week. Let's move on to the college football week eight recap. First, let me give you my uh, week nine rankings. So going into this next week, let me give you my rankings for the top 10 in college football. I just think there's such a, uh, I mean, I think there's maybe eight teams that are, I mean, 10 really, but uh, there's not after that. I mean, you can make a case for top 10 teams, but after that, there's really just no one that I can see contending or just making a late push that is that good, in my opinion, at least in my top 10. So number 10, uh, I've got, uh, let's see, I've got UCLA coming in at number 10. Uh, yeah, they just had that tough loss to Oregon, uh, but I do think they are a top 10 team in the country. I mean, Everyone has their off weeks. That was their first loss of the season. They looked really good since then. Eugene is a tough place to play. Uh, number nine, I've got USC. Uh, by week, that's last week. But, I mean, I, I used to say last few weeks I've had UCLA above USC. So, uh, right now it would be a great game to watch. But uh, just based off their losses, I, I think I'm going to put USC in at number nine for right now. And then number eight, I've got TCU. Uh, last undefeated team in the Big 12. Uh, they look really good. Uh, huge wins. Uh, this team is pretty lucky, though. I mean, they beat Oklahoma with knocking out Dylan Gabriel. They faced a injured uh, Spencer Sanders. They knocked out uh, Dylan, or Martinez, uh, Adrian Martinez for Kansas State on like the first play, first series of their drive. Then they knocked out the backup against Kansas State. Um, just felt like this team's gotten a little lucky uh, playing the quarterbacks uh, in recent weeks. So number eight coming in though at TCU. I mean they're a good team. I think they're most like more than likely. I mean at this point going to play for the Big Twelve championship and maybe a spot at the um, College Football Playoff and make up for that 2014 when they were invited. <laughs> Number seven, I got Oregon. Uh, who would have thought Oregon would be back in the top ten uh, after getting blown out by Georgia that first week of the season? But uh, they've looked phenomenal. Bo Nix, uh, Dan Lanning, they got that team looking really, really nice. Uh, those were some crazy uniforms this past weekend. I mean, the pink and the green and the yellow. I mean, I couldn't tell if I liked it or not, but uh, I like the pink incorporated with everything uh, for the breast cancer awareness. So. Uh, Oregon coming in at number seven. Number six, actually, a uh, team that, remember, I wasn't hyped on. Then the past few weeks, I've been like, yes, this team is one of the best in the country. But I'm dropping them back to number six. I'm going to Clemson Tigers. They had five turnovers against Syracuse. They should have lost this game. I mean, yeah, you, you overcome the five turnovers and beat an undefeated Syracuse team. But you should not have five turnovers and be in a top five team. I mean, you had to bench your quarterback. Um, 
but they made the plays down the stretch. Those five stars at Clemson beat the three stars of Syracuse. Uh, the culture is just different at Clemson. They know how to pull out those wins when things aren't going right. So give me six. I got Clemson. Number five, I'm going Alabama. Uh, given the Crimson Tide, yeah, it's Nick Saban and um, Bryce Young. So, but they're five team. They're number five team. Uh, number four, I've got uh, Michigan. Uh, pretty decent team. Still not super sold on them. I think they're still a pretty pretty good team. Good win against Penn State. Could have been a little better because uh, I'm not hype on Penn State, but uh, big win nonetheless. Uh, Wolverines top four looking to make it back to back playoff appearances. Number three. Uh, this one's a little tough for me. I, I'm going to keep Tennessee at number three right now. I I do think they can handle uh, my number two team. But right now, I'll go Tennessee. Volunteers offense looked amazing. Gave up a few points. It was 7-7 one point with uh, UT Martin. Hooker, I think, came out in the second quarter, but uh, still scored 60 points. Uh, Tennessee offense, Josh Heupel looking amazing defense needs a lot of work but uh give me tennessee at number three and then coming at number two actually i've got the georgia bulldogs yeah coming in at number two for me give me georgia don't know how good they actually are they're i mean they're obviously a really good team coming off of last year but they lost a lot of good players they really they have not been tested at all they get florida this week uh, maybe that'll be a test or not but uh, number two, I've got the Bulldogs. Number one, the Ohio State Buckeyes. I mean, <laughs> we kind of we we look at it, we're like, is Iowa gonna beat this Ohio State team? They tied up at seven seven with that fumble recovery, uh, but they end up scoring fifty plus on an Iowa team that I'm pretty sure hasn't given up fifty five plus in a, I mean, a decade. So, uh, Ohio State offense. They are legit, uh, really didn't hold, or I don't think Iowa scored a touchdown on them. I mean, beside an offensive touchdown on them. So give me Ohio State at number one. That offense is clicking. Uh, Ryan Day, uh, CJ Shroud, they are going to be contenders, and they will make the playoff, barring just a huge uh, uh, collapse. So uh, we can recap. There were a ton of ranked matchups. It was a great day for college football. I mean, just amazing. Clemson, we had escaping against Syracuse with the five turnovers or whatever. Uh, 27-21, to 21, uh, getting that win, uh, staying, keeping their playoff hopes alive because, I mean, they're probably going to go undefeated after this. Uh, they've got Notre Dame next, Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina. So uh, playoff berth for the Clemson Tigers, which, I mean, looking at it now, they probably, if they make it, it, they may get blown out, which you don't really say that with the Clemson Tigers. You say this team's going to easily win uh, whoever they're playing in the playoff. But this year it could be a lot different. I think it might. Uh, yeah, Ohio State winning 54-10 to over Iowa. Yeah, this this Ohio State team is legit. Um, that one fumble touchdown, that was it. And then one field goal, yeah, Ohio State looking pretty good. Oregon, I mean, they quacked all over UCLA, 45-30. to 30. Um, Oregon is looking very good, and they could, they could be a sleeper pick to make the playoff. I mean, they only got one loss on the year, but um, being that I was super out on UCLA, and they got that huge win. Um, Bo Nix, 22-28, 283 yards, 
five touchdowns, zero interceptions. DTR on the opposite end, 27 for 39, 262 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. So, <clears throat> yeah, Oregon, uh, remaining schedule, California, Colorado, Washington, Utah, and Oregon State. That team can run the table, especially if they beat a top 15 ranked Utah. Brian Kelly and LSU, they are back. That was Apparently, it's looking like a great move. For Brian Kelly to head to the swamp because they got a huge 45 to 20 win over number seven Ole Miss, just a beatdown, uh, incredible, uh, incredible stuff happening down in LSU right now. Where we were like, season's over, they lost to Florida State uh, in the first game of the season, but they are bouncing it back and turning it around there. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, they, they were number seven, they get blown out in Baton Rouge, it's not even at a night game. Um, it was just a middle-of-the-day game, so huge stuff from Brian Kelly. Uh, looking like a great hire for LSU. TCU uh, stays unbeaten and beat Kansas State against their third-string corner or quarterback. Um, the, CCU, the CCU team can definitely run the table. I mean, if you got a few one-loss teams, I think TCU has to go undefeated to make uh, the playoff. Or if you have... Uh, Two lost Bama team. Georgia somehow finds a way to lose two losses. And then Michigan Ohio State beat off on each other. And then uh, one of them doesn't make the Big Ten Championship. TCU could have a loss. But uh, otherwise, TCU would probably have to go undefeated. But, and they certainly can. They go to West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, and Iowa State. That's all they have left. So these are all winnable games. Uh, Texas and maybe at Baylor are the two uh, upset games. So, TCU can definitely uh, run the table. Tennessee, offense, stays hot. They look really good. Uh, Hooker, uh, probably leading for the uh, Heisman right now. Uh, looking phenomenal. Uh, probably going to win the Heisman. So, at least that's my pick right now. Uh, Oklahoma State comes back from double digits down to beat Texas uh, in that game. A crazy game because I believe Texas was up by 21 or 14 at the half. They went 41 to 34 uh, in that game. Uh, yeah, so Texas was up by uh, at least more than, at least by 14 at one point, or at least 10. Quinn Ewers, though, 19 for 49. 19 of 49. Yeah, guys, that's a lot of passes. That's not a lot of completion. That's awful. Uh, somehow still threw for 319 yards with only 19 completed passes. Two touchdowns, three interceptions. So that Quinn Ewers is not looking good against State. It's a, a not good Oklahoma State defense also. So Oklahoma State defense ranked one of the worst in pass defense. Um, B. John Robinson got the ball 24 times, and that wasn't enough. Give him it 40 times, 140 yards. Uh, on the ground for him. A big, big thing about this game is Texas had uh, 14, 15 penalties. Oklahoma State had zero. That's not possible in a college football game. You're not the Nick Saban doesn't have zero penalties penalties in any game. You're telling me they have zero penalties in a game on their home field? That's some home cooking right there because you don't you don't have zero penalties in any game. Not even one false start, not one five-yard penalty. Bogus on that. Um, just 
so Texas, they may be may be out of the Big Twelve uh, hunt after this week. Texas A&M continues their losing streak, or just they're losing. Just uh, Texas A&M, what's wrong there? Uh, they lose to South Carolina, thirty to twenty-four. Uh, Spencer Rather, only 168 yards, no touchdowns, zero interceptions. Haynes King uh, for AM, 17 of 33, 178 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So uh, AM just does not look good. And then we have Tulane, big win. They're top 25. They uh, they get a huge win. They're 7 1. They're 7 1 in, in college football, and they're 24 in the AP poll. So, uh, Tulane Green Wave is awesome, and then Bama, no issue versus the Cowbells. Uh, <coughs> they get a huge win over Mississippi State. Some thought it could be a trap game, but no, they go in, get a huge win against Mike Leach. So, that is it for college football. Uh, to move into the final segment, who would share a burger and brat with? I'll be sharing mine with Leslie Jordan. An actor, writer, and singer best known for his roles in Will and Grace, American Horror Story, Hearts Affair, and many, many other movies and shows uh, has died at the age of 67. Just a huge, I remember during the pandemic, during lockdown, just a huge uh, star on TikTok. It was, it was funny. Um, I loved his videos on TikTok and they were viral. I mean, every week we saw one of his uh, old videos from the pandemic and lockdown just to make us happy. So I uh, died in a car crash uh, yesterday. So uh, just sad news, Leslie Jordan passing away at the age of 67. So uh, that is uh, who I'm sharing my burden brought with. Uh, Thank you all for listening. I had a great episode. Take my World Series picks to the bank. Check out Burgers and Brats betting. Uh, lots of bets, uh, lots of picks uh, every day on our Twitter. Uh, make, you can listen to this podcast any any platform: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Music, anywhere you get your podcast at Burgers and Brats, Burgers and Percent Brats. Stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe. Go Phillies.